Hi, welcome to Runtime Babe. I'm Davis Mathis. And I'm Rowan Wood. And we're dating. This is our podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, today, we have a very special episode for all of you. Um, we do this sometimes with a new release, uh, a movie that has just come out in a franchise that both of us tend to enjoy. And uh, we give a couple weeks so people can watch it, and so then we can come back and have a... And spoil uh, it. And spoil it. We can have an unbridled discussion. We can go off and say whatever we want about it. Uh, there are leaf blowers in the background. Uh, hopefully they will be gone very soon. Uh, in a perfect world, you won't hear them at all, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but anyway... Today we are talking about The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and we have a few guests uh, to talk about this film with us. Uh, Davis, do you want to introduce them? Yeah, so we have um, affectionately named the freshmen, <laughs> who are not freshmen, but we met them when they were freshmen, yeah. so that's what and they are called. And they're never getting rid of that. <laughs> yeah. next, next two years, actually... Sometimes people call you the sophomores in front of me, and I'm like... Who is that? Georgie? No. Um, anyway, we have with us Reagan Lacombe. Hello. Athena Kazos. K- Kazos. I know yeah. he just asked. But <laughs> I wasn't. I thought he was going to say it. You guys are, I believe, both longtime listeners, first time callers. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah um, before we jump in, uh, I, I, I wanted to introduce them before um, I said this, but Spotify Wrapped just came out. Oh my God. Yeah. And. I want to thank people who have our podcast on their Spotify Wrapped, oh which God. means a lot to us. It's really Yay. just two. People. It's really just two people and that we know for sure. Yeah. One of them is Reagan. Yes. Oh. Hey. <laughs> so welcome, welcome Reagan. Oh my yeah. God. Honored guest. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been we've been doing this podcast for almost a year now. That's crazy it's to me. Very crazy. And so I just wanted to thank everyone. You can cough. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to thank everyone who's listened to our podcast so far, including you two. Oh, uh, yeah. We appreciate Thanks, the support. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And we, we love doing this. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that people are listening and enjoying. But um, anyway, let's. We, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we have a lot to run through. So um, much. So, uh, Davis, you and I did an episode on the Hunger Games movies uh, in the spring when it when they went back on Netflix and they were huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, uh, coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, we have a brand new Hunger Games movie uh, that is a prequel. It is based on a book that was released a few years ago called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes that basically takes place during the 10th Hunger Games um, and t- uh, gives the backstory to some characters that we know from the original books. Uh, but before we jump in, uh, Athena and Reagan, um, what are your guys' history with the Hunger Games? And like, did you read the book before going to see this movie, or was it sort of going in blind? I read the first Hunger Games book in fifth grade, and then I didn't read the others <laughs> because I wasn't like at that time I wasn't like a big reader. Um, now I am, so, I mean, I want to go back and read them all, but I've watched all the movies and, like, fallen in love with just the storyline and just kind of falling into the whole, just all of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a little bit of advertisement for this movie, um, a while ago, and so then I picked up the book, 
I went to my Barnes and Nobles and it was far too expensive. Not actually, but I just refused to spend any money. So I kept going to that Barnes and Nobles yeah. and just sitting down with the book at one of the Starbucks. <laughs> and I read it like in 30 page increments and I oh only made it to page 90. So that would be uh, three days because uh, I just didn't want to keep doing the trip, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. I actually never read any of the original books, mm. although I'd like to, and I am a huge fan of the mm -hmm. movies. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah, I mean, a hardcover copy of this book will set you back like $30, right? Yeah, yeah it was one of my ones I was going to get for Black Friday, but it was just like not, like I could have gotten other books that I wanted just as much for right. significantly cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Like this book is in demand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you have a library near you at home? Um... Because if so, you should just you should get this one from, from the library. Near-ish. No, yeah. not really near. Shame. Uh, Everyone should I, support their local yeah, libraries. Yeah, <laughs> I could find a library, but like there is not one, not a good one at least, near that's, me. That's fair. Um, anyway, that's how I read this book, <laughs> through my nice. local library, uh, the copy of which I brought on my trip to England, so probably farther than I should have. England. England. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the book. I think this mm. book is so good. I need to read the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because watching the movie, I think it was. It's, so I've read all the other Hunger Games books and I love them. I think that's why the Hunger Games movies are so good, is because Suzanne Collins goes above and beyond with her like character work and social comment and political commentary um, compared to other like YA dystopians. So I read this, I didn't actually read it myself when I was younger, up through like, through middle school, maybe even into high school a little bit, my parents would read out loud to my sister and I. So like, one of them would read to me at night and one of them would read to my sister. Mm -hmm. And so we did like, we started the Percy Jackson, Harry Potter and Hunger Games series like that. So I think I read... Like, my mom or dad read Hunger Games and Catching Fire out loud to me, like, at night. And then Reading I think a book I read... about child murder out loud <laughs> to your kid is crazy. The weirdest thing we ever did, my dad and I, my dad read Seabiscuit to me one time. Which, like, who reads Seabiscuit? Anyway. Your dad, apparently. <laughs> but, um, and then I think I read, I think I probably read Mockingjay by myself. I don't know, though. I don't even remember. But I love the books. I think they're so good. And I love the movies. And so I haven't read this book, and I think I need to. Because I think I like the movie more having read the Like, book. with the backstory of the yeah. actual book. And I think yeah. the issues that I had with the movie were things that would not be issues in the book, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. I mean, when you adapt a book like like this in, into mm -hmm. a movie... Um, like a, a book with a world with such like specific rules yeah. that's sort of anchored in our reality but has like the lore that is so different. When... They adapted into a movie, like, those details from the book, I feel like, sort of still stay in your mind and sort of fill in the gaps that for the traditional movie-going audience, it's, it's not filled in because they didn't read the book and they don't have that backstory. And that's how I felt watching yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the movie. Um, although, honestly, I thought this was a pretty faithful adaptation. Like, almost, maybe almost too faithful. <laughs> like, it is... Um, 157 minutes. I'm getting a, a jump. Wait, on, oh, I've, I have to make us play the game. Sorry, I'm getting a jump on the runtime game. Okay, we're um, playing the runtime game with all the movies. Okay. I've decided because we didn't when we the runtime game didn't exist. It's true. Back when we first um, talked about these. But anyway, this movie is almost like on on the you know close to three hours. Mm -hmm. There is a lot jammed in here, and I'm curious as to what you guys think about like 
because I've seen a lot of people online saying like it, it should have been it should have been two movies like like I'm so shocked they didn't split it in half to you know as a cash grab. I personally think it works well as one movie, although in when adapting it they put a ton of time and energy into the first like section I guess which is set in mostly the capital and tells the story of the Tenth Hunger Games. So the last third kind of feels like an afterthought um, in which without getting into spoilers we go into the districts and we follow our main character there and that feels like it lacked because the first like it they went they lent leaned so heavily lent Mm -hmm. leaned so heavily on that first um segment but what do you what do you guys think are we talking about like like uh, should it have been split? Yeah, Is like, that the yeah, first? Yeah, like structurally. <laughs> okay, like, cool. Like and like pacing wise. Yeah, I, I think guess. I I don't love the way that they manage the time. Mm. I don't know if doing it in two parts is like a better solution to that. Right. But also coming back to what you were saying about like kind of being able to fill in the gaps because you read the book, I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of internal dialogue from Snow and it makes a lot more sense in mm-hmm. my opinion having that context so i think maybe they could have slowed it down a little bit and and kind of got more into what everyone was thinking and i was personally a little bit confused at the end because it it felt like you said it felt rushed and a little bit like like an afterthought Mm. yeah i think i so i do think my that was the biggest issue i had was with it was the fact that the book is snow pov and you get internal dialogue from what i've heard and fascism, 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 yeah. fascism. Well, so, so my thing is, watching this movie, I didn't quite realize how the book was structured. Mm-hmm. I could tell Coriolanus was the main character, of course. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty obvious. But in my mind, it was about the t- it was going to be about the two of them. Mm-hmm. And so because I wasn't getting his thoughts through a lot of it, it took me a very long time to realize that we were only getting his point of view. Like, I had an issue with the fact that Lucy Gray didn't feel like a character to me. Mm -hmm. Like, she just felt like whatever he wanted her to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that would have worked incredibly well in the books because, like, you're literally only seeing what he's seeing of her. But in the movie... Like, I I can see that after the fact, that that's why she didn't feel like a character, because he didn't see her as, like, a fully rounded human being. But because you're not hearing those thoughts in his head, it just kind of seems like the movie doesn't know how to prioritize her, which I don't even think is true. I think they were just trying to give us the snow POV, and as someone who hadn't read the books... (coughs) It took me way too long to figure out that's what was happening. And instead I was like, damn, like, Katniss is such a good, well-rounded character with so much nuance and Lucy Gray is like she like it's just sings yeah. Yeah. and not and there isn't that much else and she holds his hand yeah like there wasn't a ton else to her thought process right. and then eventually I was like oh it's because it's not it's from him yeah. right. but I don't think the movie made it clear fast enough that it was it wasn't until the last third that I was like oh wait like this is being told by the unreliable narrator that is Snow Instead of, like, a, a story about them with a little more focus on him. You mm-hmm. saying that now is actually making the movie make more sense to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. that just clicked. So, so um, I think structurally they did a harder time. Like, that's one thing I love about the original movies is how, 
well done you get Katniss's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. internal thoughts and fears and like you can see the growth there whereas Snow you you can see that in the same way but the type of character he is is a lot more like hiding the most fucked up parts of himself yeah. than like like Katniss she doesn't have to say things out loud for you to know what's happening whereas Snow it's it's not quite as obvious what's going on in his head and in his world if you mm-hmm. don't get to hear that. Yeah. yeah. That's my thing. And, like, the whole story is about him, you know, we're, we're seeing him dive into this bad character, mm-hmm. so he has to make a lot of decisions, so I think it would be a lot... It would, it would be a better story in the movie if they explain that part and how he's making these decisions. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I, for the most part, I was rooting for him as, like, a... As a good guy, obviously, he, he did bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but, like, he, he had these bad thoughts the entire time, and we don't really get exposed to them. Yeah, that's what, that, that, that was my thing. Yeah, so that's the, the part where structurally it felt a little weaker. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if two movies would have helped with that. I think it, I have faith that it might have helped, because on our rewatch, I actually really loved the way they did Mockingjay Part 1. And then into part two. And I feel like Mockingjay part one, you got so much interesting Katniss development that like maybe if this had been split and slowed, you would have been able to see the way he worked and thought more. Yeah. And it would less be like, oh, they're in love. And then wait, no, he's evil. Because like <laughs> it did at times feel like, like you could mm-hmm. see throughout moments of mm-hmm. his true nature and why he was doing things. But I think, like, I think that's why that contributed a lot to the fact that everyone's like, I could fix him. Like, <laughs> because you're not hearing him say the fucked up yeah, things. Yeah. I killed my old self. <laughs> uh, anyway, we haven't fully discussed the fact that the protagonist in this movie is President Snow from the Hunger Games yeah. series. But as a 17-year-old Oh. I have no idea how old he is. Like, like that. is yeah, that the, no. the 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 like the range? Yeah, they're like graduating college or yeah, high school. High school. Um, so he's like eighteen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, his name is Coriolanus. Which what the fuck? <laughs> I under okay. I sorry. No go. I understand that um, that these characters are like given Roman names mm-hmm. and you know just like in the Hunger Games, these names have significance to their story arcs. However. Having the main character be Coriolanus and having his friend be Sejanus, I am sorry, <laughs> I am a child and I laugh a lot of the times internally about the fact that two of the main characters of this movie have names that end with anus. Yeah. Ooh. I think it's fate. They should have just kissed. Like. <laughs> yeah. There was, I mean, there was some chemistry there. there At was. least one-sided. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene where they were like, like on the train, were yeah going they to the district where yeah. they were so close. Yeah, like damn, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So where should we start? Well, I want to play the runtime game. Okay, you guys. Okay, we should explain the runtime game. <laughs> it's pretty much just uh, we're gonna go through the movies, and you guys have to guess how long they are in minutes. Okay. Uh, Rowan has to go last because he tends to... Well, the reason we play it is because Rowan knows runtime so well. But then we have guests on, we see if they can beat him. Okay. Which Mia got so close. Mia did. Mia was like within one or two minutes oh, for every man. Hobbit movie, and then Rowan would get it spot on. Which he doesn't always. Like, a lot of times yeah. he doesn't get it. Exactly. Yeah. So I did fully hear Rowan say the 
minutes. Oh well, that's for that's for Ballad of Songbirds. So uh, that Rowan ruined that one. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I'll just copy his answer. So what'd you say? One fifty-seven. One fifty-seven. Yeah. Okay, he's right on that one. I'm I'm better at movies that came out more recently because I'm looking at their letterboxes, like their letterbox pages a lot. The the Hunger Games movies, it has been a while, so this is gonna be yeah. Okay. Oh, we're going back to the we just watched them. So so how long do you think Hunger Games one is? The Hunger Games, as it's better now. Wait, pause, because I'm dumb. How long is 150... Uh, That's 50, two hours and 37 minutes. Thanks. So you can say it in hours, and then we'll just do the math. Oh, awesomeness. Amazing. Head math. Um, the first one, I feel like it's like two hours. Like, I don't think it's... Yeah. It didn't feel like that. I'm going to say an hour 50. An hour 50. That's 110 minutes. 110. Fast math. What do you think it is? Like two hours. So that's 120. I think movie runtimes have helped m- me with math. <laughs> I have not taken a math class since senior year of high school. Uh, and I haven't really thought about numbers except in movie terms yeah. <laughs> and credit cards. Um, anyway, uh, so my guess is 144 minutes, which is two hours and 24 minutes. Ooh. Mm. Uh, it's 142. 142. So you were two minutes off. Wow! You guys, you guys thought it was significantly shorter than it was, yeah. which is a testament to its pacing. These yes. movies yeah. f- don't feel as long as they are. No. Especially the first yeah. two, because yeah. they're paced mm-hmm. so well. The last two definitely do feel feel longer. Feel longer. Yes. Totally. Absolutely. Well, it's also because like I feel like the first two are filled with more action scenes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so oh, they're absolutely. just more engaged. Right, and, and they're also one story. Yeah, And, and the yeah. last two are... I think that is one of the reasons A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes I didn't love as much because I think they were like, well, everyone wants to see The Hunger Games. Mm, We got to make The Hunger Games a big thing. And I thought The Hunger Games was the most underwhelming part of the whole thing. Totally. And I was like, this could have been faster, to be honest. Mm, Like, focus more on him and show us less action. Mm. And I don't know, because I didn't... I think it would have subverted expectations a lot. Mm-hmm. But no one afterwards is being like, wow, the games were the best part. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> right, I, I, right. Like, I've not seen a lot of people, like, talking about the games themselves. I've just been seeing edits of, like, snow. Yeah. A lot of Oh those. my god, I've been seeing so many. <laughs> there are an absurd amount. Uh, I mean, can you blame them? Yeah, no, I mean... Coriolanus? <laughs> Coriolanus, like, come on. Okay, Catching Fire. How long do you think that one is? Oh, give me a second. This one, it's definitely longer. It, okay, it's longer than I'm going to say hours. it's longer, slightly longer than the first one. What did you say, 142? Is that what that you was said? The, that the, was the first one. That was the What is that in hours and minutes? Two hours. That's two hours 24. and 22 minutes. 22? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say two hours and 15 minutes. Wow, that's 135. 135? What do you think? I'm going to say two hours... 24 minutes. So 144? 144, yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, damn it. I think it's either 144 or 146. Oh! So I'm going to say 146. It's Uh, 146. Damn it! Well, we just maxed out the mic real hard. (laughs) I think that was mostly me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, Mockingjay 1. Um, I Mockingjays are the ones where I have the least frame of reference for. Yeah, this like, is so this is not what I would guess. This is our we chance. have a chance. Uh, okay. Well, you've been very close actually, but um, I don't <laughs> even remember the content actually. Because I think one of them's like 
like closer to the lengths of the other two, and I think one of them's like much shorter, but I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna go bold, and I'm going with two hours and thirty minutes. Whoa! Wait, so that's, that's one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty. Crazy and for that, Mike and Jay Part One. Yeah. Okay. It's my I'm bad at this game, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> hey, you're taking big swings. Like what happened? <laughs> and you're like, like what propaganda. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it starts with District Thirteen yeah. being there, seeing the bombing wreckage. Yes. Oh no, wait that that's wait. in the book. That happens very early. I think that's the opening of the book. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happens as early in the movie. Um, and it ends with oh, with them getting Peta back. back. Peta yeah. like choking. Wait, so how Katniss. does that start? If it's not I it legitimately do when not she's remember. like she's, she's right in Thirteen. The, no, no, no. They're in the hovercraft. Oh, that, leaving that picks her out of the right. Yeah, so right when two. Ends. But that's how. Yeah. that's how two ended. Yeah. yeah. So where are they? But I don't remember them being in a craft and. Yeah, when they. That's how the third movie starts. She, they're like in the little thing. She like wakes up, and then she like starts like beating up Hamish because she's like, no, that's yeah, the end of. That's the end of Catching Fire. I think. Right. right. So yeah, what, I think so that's the beginning of oh it's, it's, She's no, been three she's is been entirely in, in thir- thirteen. Almost entirely in thirteen. She's been in thirteen for like a month or something like. Oh, that. oh yeah. It's like they've been recovering in thirteen. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it probably starts with her having like a PTSD nightmare or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, right. She's because she's, she's bunking with Prim, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but then it goes until they get Peter back. Yeah. And then he chokes her. And he chokes her. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not into that. And then he stops. Because <laughs> he's respectful. That is not what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. You guessed two and a half hours? She guessed like 150. Yeah, 150. Yeah. Okay. Two, two and a half. I'm going to guess... 148. Whoa. One. Two hours and 28 minutes. I'm gonna guess. So you guys are both guessing longer than Hunger Games or Catching Fire. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Slay I don't know them. why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is it not? Cr- Ooh, it's I'm not going cr- to guess. Oh, I'm gonna guess a hundred thirty-six minutes. Oh. You guys are all really off. It's, Whoa! It's one twenty-three. What? Whoa. Two hours and three minutes. Yeah. Hmm. So this, Whoa. this one is the shortest. <laughs> that, by that, that is the short one. Okay. Which surprised me. I thought it was at least close to the others, right. but no, it's wow. like twenty minutes shorter. So wait. So who? You, but yes, you still let's go. Still bad. Sorry, I just wanted you to say it. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, Mockingjay two. I almost just said the number. How long do you guys think it is? Um, this one's long-ish. Yeah. Well, it's more equivalent to the other two. I there's a lot more action mm-hmm. in this one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to to 150. <laughs> Shooting for the same exact. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go 148 as well. Beautiful. I'm going to say 131. Alright. Oh, Two hours, 11 minutes. Um, Rowan wins again, but not by a ton. <laughs> okay. 137 this time. Ah. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So this one is well also shorter well than the other two. Well played. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> R.A.P. Um, anyway, and anyway. then we can't play with the new one because I'm Ron sorry. Already, I'm uh, sorry. already spilled it. Sorry. But the newest one is the longest by a fair bit. Yes. Yes, it is. It didn't honestly feel that long. I it agree. felt like two different movies to me, yes. yeah. which made it feel not as long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, should we go through the movie? Let's, Talk about yeah, let's say what worked the, the best for us. Like, yes. what was our favorite stuff? Since we already kind of talked about, I already kind of talked about what didn't work for me, yeah. which was really the one thing. Yeah. 
Um, I want to start off talking about the soundtrack and the music. Um, Can't take my charm. <laughs> I um I love. Well, first off, I'm a like a like a movie score nerd, so I love the score in general. I think mm-hmm. the score was really good. Um, it's the guy who did the other Hunger Games, James Newton Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first Hunger Games movie with like a proper soundtrack. Yeah. With mm-hmm. because Rachel Zegler, who plays Lucy Gray performs like seven or, or eight songs she did which is crazy right? yeah, yeah yeah which also i didn't realize suzanne collins wrote all those songs mm-hmm. and that they're all in the book oh yes. like yeah. they're all written in prose in the book i don't know if I, she didn't write the music i'm sure right. but like some of those lyrics like you showed me something the other day that's the hanging tree from uh, yeah i it was a tiktok where it was the audiobooks for Mocking Mockingjay. Yeah. And one of them was like, one of them's like a, no, one of them I think is for this new one. Yeah. Well, but it, well, but yeah, it's so like we'll... an actual Broadway singer, but he doesn't sing it. He just goes, are you, are you coming to the tree? <laughs> oh God. He's strong. Like, and so he doesn't sing it because there's not like a specified tune right. in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is from Mockingjay and it's like. The, the, the there was no established there wasn't an established or like tempo tune. or so anything. the person like made up their own tune and it's like are you are you and it, it sucks. The tree. It's, it's like so bad it's so bad and so yeah I, I just didn't realize that that like yeah. I mean Suzanne Collins really went off on some of these I mean, lyrics I was like thinking about just how intricate every aspect of like her storyline in general is mm-hmm. and like it made me have like a headache i was like she had to think like the character development for each like no matter if they were like a supporting or like a main character like she really like oh yeah like she was in depth with every aspect of just suzanne collins is really good Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah I, and I, I think that's why these movies still hold up yeah. so well. Mm-hmm. Is like they knew how good the source material was mm-hmm. and what was important about it. And I think that's why the imitations like Divergent and like mm-hmm. Maze Runner and all the ones that were trying to be the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. that's just, why they fall so flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, if you want to listen to our episode about Maze Runner, we also did that in the spring. Yeah. And we may do Divergent at some point. If oh my we, god. If oh, we but then we have enough. to watch those movies. Then we have to watch but them. Pause. You could Theo James. Like, <laughs> oh let's, let's think about that. Um, so, Reagan, Rowan. Or no, wait, you already <laughs> talked about I did. I, I love, um, specifically, I think all of the songs are pretty good. I love the song that she th- sings on TV. Um, Which one? The Ballad of Lucy Gray. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like her rendition of The Hanging Tree. Um, but there was... Uh, wait, no, sorry. It's the Olivia Rodrigo song. Yeah. That is the yes. end credit song that I really, really so enjoy. So good. Um, because it's one of those, like... we were So we were watching Aquaman last night. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Spoiler alert, we're doing an episode on Aquaman for the release of Aquaman 2. And at the end of Aquaman, in the closing credits, there's... It's like... The closing credits play over, like, computer-generated, like, what look like models of scenes and characters from the movie and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And there is a pop song that plays over it that was written for the movie that's, like, 
vaguely about what the movie's about. And I feel like we got so many of those in the last decade, like in the 2010s, and we don't really get them a ton anymore, but they did it in this movie, and I totally forgot that they did it in The Hunger Games. And then I remembered, because a lot of the times the songs are, like, not great. But the Olivia Rodrigo song, I think, is so good, and it was stuck in my head for a long time. That, every Hunger Games movie, the original songs for the movie, Taylor Swift, Safe and Sound, when I was younger, was my shit. Mm -hmm. I loved that What was the Lord one? Uh, Where it was like, And this is the red, orange, yellow, flicker, bees barking up my heart. Oh, I have no idea. No idea. (laughs) You just made it up. (laughs) No, it was at the, I think it was at the end of, Lord sounds definitely right. Fire. There's definitely a Lord Probably. song. Yeah. I don't know what it was, Probably. but... I, I know yeah. I'm right, guys. You're right, you're right. <laughs> don't even stress. <laughs> I don't even know the Taylor Swift one. Yeah. I probably would have oh, heard it. it. Yeah, it's good. I'm sing, not going to try to sing a little. I, no, it's too <laughs> high. So you could sound featuring the Civil Wars. It's like, just close your eyes. Oh! No one can hurt you now. Oh, that's where that's from? Yeah. I didn't even know that it's, was a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift from... I thought it was from a Twilight movie. It does kind of give that vibe. No, no, it's a Hunger Games. Well, the mocking soundtrack is explicit <laughs> what the hell uh, is this meltdown featuring lord or is that or is it another one that you were thinking of no. oh uh yellow flicker beat yellow flicker beat that's that it. sounds exactly like what you were singing guys i know i'm right is this gonna get us in trouble no not hold on oh i know this song thank you okay Anyway, I'm not going to just play this whole song, yeah. but um, Athena was not making it up. Yeah. Thank thanks. goodness. Woo. Man. <laughs> you can crazy? stay on this podcast. Now I can stay here. Um, so what yeah. What favorite parts for you guys? Like things that worked or like individual scenes or characters that really worked? Uh, well, a lot of things, but off the top of my head, I really like what they did with District 12. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we know that it's a coal mining district, but I... I don't really remember so much of it, like, coal mining in, like, the, the original Hunger Games series, mm-hmm. but when he, Cor- Coriolanus comes, <laughs> I yeah. don't with his name, <laughs> when he comes down to District 12, it's like, they're so doing coal. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, buildings everywhere. They got their, like, overalls on, and they're yeah. all hanging out at the bar after. Like, they, they built such a great culture around mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this business, um, and I think it really defined District 12 in a way yeah. that it was just kind of gloomy and depressing. Well, yeah. I think... Also, like, kind of tagging on to that, mm-hmm. it showed that they had a bit of a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I feel like we didn't see in the original Hunger Games movies, but I think is a vital aspect of, like, what District 12 is. Yes. Because it, it was, like, so far removed from the capital, mm-hmm. yet, like, I don't know. It, like, yes, it was, like, dark and gloomy, but they still had, like, they had their little bar. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if the fact that it's not in the Hunger Games is like, and obviously this book, like this book was written long after the Hunger Games, yeah. but I wonder if, if, if the lack of community in District 12 in the Hunger Games is a signal of like the totalitarianism yeah. has gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's, you can definitely see the capital's chokehold in mm-hmm. the district, mm-hmm. but it's not the same type of like violent authoritarian state that right. it becomes yeah mm-hmm. like later mm-hmm. uh which i think is really interesting yes i yeah i really like i think a lot of the um production design and costuming was really awesome mm-hmm. crazy to me that 
in the book, Lucy Gray is described as wearing a rainbow dress mm-hmm. in the arena, and the costume designer made something that, like, worked and, like, wasn't stupid and tacky Oh, looking. I thought the dress was gorgeous. Like, the fact that she made a rainbow ruffle dress yeah. for her to do the Hunger Games in and it feel believable and, yeah. like, f- feel like a character thing, but not feel, like, ugly and, yeah. like, yeah. gaudy. I thought, yeah. like, because if I was, like, rainbow dress, I would be like, no, yeah. we're not. Yeah. And, but, and it was still colorful. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I really liked the cast. Oh I my think, god, I loved the cast. I think everyone was incredibly well cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, every performance was great. I really liked... What's his name? Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage. So good. I loved Despite him. not having a ton to do. Same with, I think Hunter Schaefer was mm-hmm. really good and needed more to do. She's what, in like five minutes in the movie? Yeah, she's, she's probably really not in much at all. She's yeah. barely in it. Yeah. And I wish there had been more of her. Mm-hmm. But and I, I think her her character was really important. Right. And like at the end of the... Oh, can I say that? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can okay. spoil. We spoilers. Can. Oh, okay. Spoilers. Um, at the end of the movie where, because she always called him Corio, mm-hmm. and by the end where she goes, like, Coriolanus, I think you look exactly like your father. Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. She ate. It she like, ate. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it kind of hurts to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know what happens to her later yeah. from the Hunger right. Games, yeah. this, like, she was a stylist, and mm-hmm. then she wasn't, President Snow thought she wasn't pretty enough anymore, mm-hmm. like, and got cast out, like... That's all so interesting, and that's one of the reasons I want to read the book, is I want to see their dynamic from his point of view. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from the beginning, not just by the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, this is the first, like, big studio movie that Hunter Schaefer is in, which I think is fantastic. She needs to be in more stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Peter Dinklage, I think, is, like, is also so good. Was um, he the game maker? He was the, he was the headmaster the of headmaster. the school. Viola Davis is the game maker, Dr. Gall. Right. I don't, like, I was not blown away by her. Like, like, I think she was great because she's always great. But, like, she wasn't doing anything new that, like, felt fresh or anything. Because, like, we've seen sort of sadistic characters like that in this world. And I feel like she was a little cartoonish in doing that. And I know that this is a performance that works for a lot of people. It just didn't work for me as well as a lot of the other ones did. I think part of that for me is in the writing of Mm -hmm. her being like, put the snakes in and we'll kill them all. Because, like, that just feels like, what? Why? (laughs) Like, aren't you you obsessed with making the games, like, a an actual staple that will continue for years? Like, Mm -hmm. don't you need... Isn't that part of it? Like, why would... Killing everyone killing with snakes yeah. be... Right. It just doesn't feel in line with how she would ha- yeah. has behaved the rest. Yeah. Some, someone on the internet is going to, like... If we had comments for this episode, they would comment, like, actually, this yeah. is why that happened. I'm sure someone could explain <laughs> it to me in a way that would make sense. But yeah. it was like, oh, that feels not as calculated as yeah. she... And she keeps asking... Choreo throughout the movie, like, why do we have the Hunger Games? It's supposed to be an elaborate answer. It's not just because we enjoy like killing yeah, everyone yeah. and sh- showing our authority. It's right. it's it's more complex than that. So it doesn't make any sense why she would diminish it to just murder. Yeah. The, so that is like that was a part that to me transformed her from like more layered to like that's just kind of super villain behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To be like, put the snakes in. Everyone's dying today. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. My standout in the cast is, like, Tom Blythe and Rachel Zegler, I think, are good. Like, they're, like, doing their thing. 
Yeah. Um, but my standout was Josh Andres Rivera, mm-hmm. who plays Sejanus, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who <laughs> is um, dating Rachel Zegler yeah. in real yes. life. I think and the casting story is so it's cute. It's so cute. That. You should, you should oh. so, so what happened was they really wanted Rachel Zegler, mm-hmm. and she was like I, like, I just can't commit to going and filming this. I miss my family and my friends. I've been doing too much recently. And, like, scheduling-wise, just didn't want to like she wanted to spend time with the people she loved and then they were like damn like we'll find someone else and then they had her boyfriend without knowing that they knew each other even like they had i mean they knew from west side story i guess but they had no idea that they were dating they auditioned him for sejanus and he was just so great and they loved him and they cast him and then afterwards they found out it was her boyfriend and she called and she was like hey i know i said i wasn't interested but like (laughs) If there's any way you're still interested in me playing this part, like, I, things have changed, I'd love to come back. And so they cast her boyfriend because he was so good, and then ended up getting her too, because she was like, oh, I can be with the people I care about if I do this movie. And so I love that, that he got it independent of that, and it was a like a two-for-one. Yeah. That's so um, he, he is just, like, he was in West Side Story, but not in a major enough role no. to, to really show off his acting chops. Like, he is... Like, when I say I, I, I was blown away, I, I would say this is the only acting performance in the movie that I was, like, actively blown away by. Like, I think he was so fantastic. Because Sejanus is, like, a really tragic character. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of talent to, like, fully translate that to the screen. And I think he just did a, such a fantastic job. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe were also really, like, they really did mm-hmm. well. Rachel Zegler, that. I think, is good at, like, one particular thing. And this is that. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. Because I, I I've only seen her in like one other thing, and it was Shazam: Fury of the Gods. And I don't really think she's that good at that. Well, movie. no one is. That's a, it's no, a bad no movie. Is. Point blank. Right. Exactly. But I think Rachel Zegler a needs good material. I think she needs to sing, mm. and I think she needs to be a little theatrical. Because that's also her background, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where she thrives. I would the best. love to see her in like live stage theater. Yeah, totally. I think she'd be really totally. good there. Uh, I have to ask, what you guys thought about the accent? Oh, <laughs> oh, not for me. Didn't like it. I read something interesting though, or probably not read. I probably saw it on TikTok. But <laughs> it was something along lines of like Katniss actually does have this really thick accent too because she's from like the Appalachian area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but because we're told. I actually haven't read the original. Is it told through Katniss's POV? Yeah. The book, yes. Yeah. I, I don't I remember so. if it's... No, I think it is first person mm-hmm. Katniss. Yeah, and so... It's, yeah. Been, it's been so long. If it were first person Katniss, then obviously she's not going to pick up on the fact she has a heavy accent. That's not something you notice. Yeah. Right. But because it's from Snow's perspective, then she, like this girl from District 12 has a really, really thick accent. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> However, <laughs> that I think that was cool. I did. I, it felt like really, really like she was we, pushing it. We burst out laughing. I did not. Right? By yeah. the end of the movie and when they were in District 12, when they were back in District 12, I thought it was funny right or like i liked it like it it was working for me there i was like okay like it makes sense seeing her background but like removed from that context just when she's talking at the beginning i i laughed a lot in the first 15 minutes because like we don't hear her speak we hear her sing when she first gets introduced and then but we don't hear her speak until maybe like 15 minutes after that and they're in the like they're in the zoo yeah and 
he is talking to her and she opens her mouth and she goes, my daddy told me. And we're like, what? <laughs> what is this? What is this accent? It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it did kind of feel like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Anyway, what else is, what else worked for you guys? Just told life. <laughs> He's Spe- very speaker pretty. truth, Athena. He's very pretty. The buzz cut. I mean, oh my gosh. I was talking with Alyssa, and we just kept going like, "If Eagle, whoa, uh-huh. real. If Eagle, no. If Evil, why sexy?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I, why?" It's just, I also, I was, I saw so many um, letterboxed like reviews, and just. They were the, like fascist Eminem yeah, and shit yeah. like that. I love the Eminem ones. Yeah. I also saw one that was like, it was on TikTok and it was one picture was Eminem and the other one was Buzz Tom and it was mm. Buzz Tom. <laughs> Buzz, <laughs> Buzz Snow and it was Eminem and then Pan Eminem. <laughs> yes. That's really good. I like the yeah. ones that compare him to Ellen. Oh I think those God. are so funny. Um, okay, this kind of leads into I wanted to ask this. So, after this movie came out, a huge thing on TikTok <laughs> is you use that filter to get random characters oh, and you rank yes, them based yes, on how yes, much you want to have yeah, sex with them. Yes. <laughs> Your ideal top three. Top threes. Who are you putting in there? Ooh, who are the characters that you want to get in that top three if you're doing that and TikTok? Does filter? it have to be from the ballot or can it just it, be in all it's all of them? The whole Hunger Games. Okay, Fennec O'Dare. Mm. Peter Malark. This is a podcast. You can't talk into your hands. <laughs> okay. Finnick O'Dan. Finnick at the top. Oh, wait. I mean, you don't really have to rank them at the top. Like, you can just okay. say, like, the ones you'd be most happy with at number one. Okay. If okay. you're playing the game. Okay. Or and we're just, we're n- solely smashability. Yes. Yeah. Solely smashability. Just by looks, or are you factoring personality into it? No, nope. We're not factoring in personality. <laughs> okay, I have to factor in personality when I do mine. Oh. But. Okay, so Finnick... Young Snow. No. Yeah. Young Snow. <laughs> Peta and then Gail. <laughs> no sorry. wonder you can't factor personality. Yeah, I think it's so funny that everyone's I, like... When you said that, I was like, she's gonna say Gail. I think it's so funny that everyone's like, ugh, Gail, number nine, number ten. Like, and then they'll get Young Snow and they're like, sexy! And I'm like, like really? Hey, why does Gail's them, personality... Both of them murder children. <laughs> true. True. I just don't get why Gail's personality matters so much to everyone and... I Snows think, doesn't. Okay, I don't in get my it. mind, anytime I see Gail, I also see Liam Hem Liam's Hem Liam Hemsworth. Uh. And I'm like, ew. But <laughs> both of those are ew. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, but your face, so pretty. Yeah. So, you know. What about Reagan, you, Reagan? You um I, I mean Finnick O'Dare. Yeah. You you didn't oh. make me do three, you just made me do one. I'll yeah, have to, but I'll have I to had, rattle off you ended up picking two because I asked girl and boy. I did. I did. Yeah. Sorry, Reagan. Go You're on. good. Don't even worry. <laughs> Finnick O'Dare, um, Katniss, and then Katniss is so beautiful. Yeah. And then I think Pita. Pita. But I, lo- I think Pita's just like walk. so cute and like yeah, just like yeah. adorable. Yeah. Ooh, would can treat I, me so well. Can I throw another one in there? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Mitch. Hell oh, yeah! He's, he's really hot. Hell oh yeah. my god! Woody Harrelson with hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rowan and I both have weird takes. Yes. In terms. Wait, hold of... on. Who was the man that I said? You what? don't remember? No, I don't. I don't remember. Oh my! Could you guess which man he would pick from, from all of it? Beatty. 
Beanie! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, guys. That's Beanie's in my top three. Uh, he's no way. He's my man's. <laughs> he's very who sexy is, to me. Who is, who is the man? Sejanus. Sejanus, oh. that Sejanus was it. Sejanus is oh. the man that, that Rowan okay. wanted. Okay, so he my top three in no particular order. Um, I'm gonna leave my number one for last. It's Sejanus, Katniss, and my number one is Joanna. <laughs> okay. She's so confident, and yes. I love confidence. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, David Davis was like, so if she started hitting on you, you would you would like let it happen, and I would be like, no, I have a girlfriend at home. <laughs> and, she would, and then Davis was like, no. I was like, that's not this. This isn't like a weird trap. We're trying to like, get you to admit you cheat on me with a fictional character. <laughs> It's a different universe. Yeah, no, for me, Beatty's up there. Yeah. I I would if that's crazy. if Beatty wanted me, I'd go home with him. Wow. Um, <laughs> even in the wheelchair. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. When did that ever stop Artie from I, Glee? I, <laughs> I like being taller than a man, so that works. Yeah. I feel like you could also like spin him around, do a little dance, and it'd be really fun. <laughs> okay, that's get oh, get get his little wheelchair control. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, they, they can go for a little ride. I mean, like, like to be fair, I am partial to Catching Fire BD versus mm. Mockingjay BD because Catching Fire BD, it's like hot and resourceful. Brady, he's also very like witty, and I love that. Yeah. Whereas Mockingjay BD, it is like a little more like war criminal. Vibes. A little bit. <laughs> he makes bombs that kill Prim. <laughs> I know. Um. So like, I'm not as big of a. He's not as sexy in Mockingjay, but yeah. that's not the wheelchair. It's the it's the war crimes. Thank you for clarifying. Um, uh, <laughs> and the then also, Phoenix got to be up there. Mm-hmm. I think in real life, personality wise. Oh boy. Invade Moldova time. <laughs> oh, okay. oh! Alexa, off. Connor said an invade Moldova time. <laughs> yeah, Connor's been setting weird timers on our new Alexa, including he doesn't even have to. He doesn't even have to say a time anymore. He can just say, Ugh. "I'm not going to say the name because she'll go on." Set a throw the baby outside timer, and she'll go setting a throw the baby outside timer for 16 minutes. <laughs> he doesn't even have to say because he said it so many times that she knows what the time is. Yeah, I don't know what anyway, that one is. Anyway, um, uh, that's the most I've used this um, machine, by the way, is just for Connor to set goofy alarms. Oh, nice. Why not? I got it on, I got it on a Black Friday sale. Oh, it was, nice. was kind of dirt cheap. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, Finnick. I think Finnick in real life would be too intimidating. I would not be able to speak to him. Oh, that's... Yeah. So I don't think that could ever actually happen. <laughs> I think I need a few. Because a lot of these people, it's like if they were interested in me, these are the ones I would want to fuck. I think mm. even if Finnick was interested in me, I'd be too. I would be like, no, there's some weird ulterior motives here. Like I wouldn't. I would scare me. I think. I think Snow is sexy and abstract. I do think if I talked to him for even two minutes, I would be like, I need to get away from this man. <laughs> He's so scary. Um. I, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. I mean, really, any of the women. Like, I don't think there's a single adult woman in any of these that I, like, wouldn't want to sleep with. Oh, Katniss's mom? Mags? I would so fuck Katniss's mom if she wanted to. Nah. What's her name? Does she have a name? Katniss's mom. Cool. I don't... (laughs) Probably does have a name. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, date her, but, like, I'd have sex with her. Uh, yeah, it's probably... Your mom stopped listening to this episode a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's all nice. for me. Cool. Wait, Katniss's mom was in your top three? No. 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 <laughs> I just brought her Joanna. Joanna. Okay. It's cool. like BD Finnick Joanna. Hell yeah. Even though... Super slay. Realistically, Super slay. I... It wouldn't be Finnick. I would, like, actually... Theor- 
die. Like, yeah. I just wouldn't know how to talk. It's like theoretically theoretical. This is yeah, all theoretical. Like, theoretical. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Well, um, you know what I I mean. need to bring up the Josh Hutcherson edit that has been making the rounds on the internet that was made like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's this the This meme thing is made. from a decade ago. Oh, and so I love that things that, like, Davis has saved TikToks for me to watch that are like, that start off as something entirely different and then, yep. and then turn into yep, that yep. and maybe the funniest stuff I've ever seen. Oh my it's God. so it's good. It's really good. I fall for every single one. It's like, I, I'll be watching it and then I kind of go to the comments and then the comments are like, this better not be this Josh Hutcherson. And then two seconds later it's, do, 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 do. And I'm like, oh See, God. I like I like the ones where I can clearly see it's coming because right. I'll show them you and you're like, oh my God. But then also sometimes one will catch me off guard and it's so <laughs> rare. But there's one about like the giant crab. Yeah. There's one where they were like trying maybe, to find this giant maybe crab. Like on a, the coast. Maybe like a minute and a half lead up. Yeah, yeah. of them like happening. trying to find this crab or like looking at this crab on <laughs> Google Images and then they were finally like, I think I see it. And then it was stupid Josh Hutcherson <laughs> whistle at it. Um, this. A bit of the conversation will probably age horribly very fast because knowing knowing the nature of the internet. But well, everyone's gonna be sick of the meme in if oh, you're, two seconds. If, yeah. if you're listening to this anytime when this is not like rampant throughout the internet, search it on Google or Google. Search it on YouTube <laughs> or TikTok. It's very very funny. Yeah. Anyway. I, I do think it's one of the most fun parts of the movie isn't the movie itself, but it's, it's like the resurgence yeah. of Hunger Games mania into yeah. popular culture. Yes, yes. Especially like on TikTok, because I feel like that platform itself is just so vast and like mm-hmm. creative. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. just like the content that's coming from that app specifically is just, <laughs> oh, I golden. really like... I think the fun thing about the Hunger Games popping back up into the mainstream is it's not just like a fun piece of media. It's a piece of media that has like a really important and topical message Mm -hmm. behind the whole thing of this like question your leaders and like fascism is bad. Yeah. Things like that. (laughs) And like the power of the people and like the power of, young girls too like pretty specifically Mm -hmm. in multiple cases i think that is all so interesting and topical that it becomes more than just like harry potter i like the magic you know not to say that harry potter doesn't say anything deep no it says that wizards used to poop on the floor and then use magic to go (laughs) and trans people don't exist and trans people don't exist but and hermione was black the whole time apparently (laughs) But I, what? I think these are all things that J.K. Rowling has just like said to like stay relevant. After like the, on Twitter. Oh, the yeah. only one I'm bored with is uh, okay. Not to say that Hermione can't be black, but I like that one. Yeah, I, I like think that it's one. asinine that she is trying to pretend is, that she did that on purpose. It directly yeah. contradicts yeah. literal verbiage from the books. Anyway. I think I think she should have come out and been like, "Oh, you guys are right. I should have made Hermione black. Right. In future media, we'll make her black." Like right. I think that is a totally fine right. retcon to right. do. But being like, I wrote her as black the whole time, I just never said it, and in fact I said she was white instead, so you guys didn't pick up on it. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. That, that is crazy. But my my favorite, like, JK 
retcon is that Dumbledore is gay because <laughs> it. That's so funny. It it, it but it's th- that's my favorite part of the Fantastic Beast movies is Dumbledore's relationship with Grindelwald. Yeah. Like I think that's so interesting. I especially <laughs> love that she was like he's gay and I'm gonna make these prequels where we get to see him and the guy he was definitely in love with and everyone was like do we get to see them be in love? No, and we do she not. was like no. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this is completely off topic. So off topic. Um, anyway, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. What do you guys um, think of it as a prequel? Because I think it does some really cool stuff setting up the world and adding more context to the world. I think some of the auxiliary things are a little bit annoying. Like the her being like, oh, like, it's Katniss. I'm going to go, like, pick some... Katniss. Like, I think that (laughs) is unnecessary. Because then people are like, that's why Snow hated Katniss so much. It's because his ex said her name that one time. And I'm like, okay, no. He hated her because she had the power to, like, inspire a a rebellion to undo all these systems that he was benefiting. And he had an implicit bias against her originally because she was from 12. And he has bad memories. And And so I think that makes sense. But, like, the weird little fringe thing. Yes. Like, like the, oh, it's Katniss, like it's yeah. Swamp Potato, but cat, like that, I was like, okay, that's just like a name drop. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Roland was raising his I'm hand. raising my hand. Um, I hate it when prequels do that sort of thing, where they, like where they take very specific things and like, like Han Solo's name in Solo. I, did you guys see no. Solo? Okay. I didn't mean so, that. I actually did. Okay, so at the very thing. beginning of the movie, Han is, like, trying to escape his home planet. He goes up to this Imperial checkpoint, and the guy, and the Imperial guy's like, what's your name? He's like, Han. And he and the Imperial guy asks him for a last name, and Han's like, I, I don't have one. And the guy's like, well, you're alone, so Han Solo. <laughs> Maybe yeah, yeah. my least favorite part of that movie, <laughs> and I did not really like that movie at all. Um, this movie... Doesn't do that a lot. Yeah. But. It did hold back on that. Yeah. I think doing things that, sorry. Sorry, wait, I'm almost done with this No, yeah, sorry, Um, that's my bad. So, my favorite little um, retcon is one that makes perfect sense. And it's um, the reason why Snow knows where the cabin is in Catching Fire. When he, like, surprises Katniss there. That makes it sound like he's like a surprise party or something. (laughs) No. So, it's because Lucy Gray took him there a couple times in this yeah, that's the, that's the part of the prequel that I really right. enjoyed was just like seeing him in twelve mm-hmm. specifically and yeah. how that connects to the right. original movie. And like they yes. don't even draw attention to the fact yeah. that that's why he knows the cabin. Like, yeah. like I they don't make it a, a, a yeah. big deal at all. The, it's just a thing that you have to put the dots exactly. together yourself. Exactly. I like the yeah, like filling in, like not plot holes but unexplained. Right. plot things in a way that feels very natural and mm-hmm. without calling attention to it. I think yeah. it does a great job. Mm-hmm. I also really like the way the songs are... It makes sense to me that a lot of these songs became like folk songs known in District 12. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's why... I think in the movie they didn't want to do it too much because I, I'm pretty sure in the book the Deep in the Meadow song she sings when Rue dies is also a Lucy Gray song. Yeah. I think it was smart to cut that because yeah. I think... It, work, it would work in the book, but in the movie it might feel too heavy-handed for there to be two mm-hmm. songs that she wrote that Katniss then knows as folk songs. Right. But I think that's cool, because that makes sense in a society. Mm-hmm. Like Songs like that have to come from somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's it's also not just a folk song. It's a family song, because I don't know if you all know, Maud Ivory, who's Lucy Gray's like young Covey companion, is supposed to be Katniss's grandmother. Yeah. yeah. So there's also that 
familial connection. Yeah. Which I'm glad that they didn't like reference yeah. anything <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> if they did, the I yeah. would have been. They don't even reference it in the book. Like that's that's like a like a separate lore <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah. Have you guys been seeing fan theories on TikTok? Yes. Yeah. I think the fan theories are hilarious because it's either like. Easily the most untrue thing. We are like this, like, in no way could this ever be true. I can't even think of an example of one of those. Or it'll be like, that's the point. Like, they'll be like, oh, I think Snow hated Katniss because she's... And and I'm like, okay, yeah, like, that's what this is about. My, My favorite one is one that you showed me that's like, my theory is that... Coriolanus Snow from Ballad of Summers and Snakes is President Snow from the Hunger Games movies, and it's like ten slides of the most obvious thing yeah. in the fucking world. I it's love so funny. those ones, like just the shit posts. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Sorry, we keep going to like random topics. Hey, I love tangents. Tangents yeah. are so fun. Should we play the fan fiction game? Let's play the fan Ooh, fiction let's. game. Okay, this is a fun game I made up. Um. We played it on our Hobbit episode, and I want to continue playing it. So, essentially what it is, is we're going on AO3, Archive of Our Own, which is a popular fan fiction site. Oh, the good old days I of AO3. The best fan fiction site, to be entirely honest. Yeah, and, and you I'm... would know. Yes, Rowan. <laughs> I... Written and read fan fiction. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the fandom known as the Hunger Games All Media Types. So that encompasses all the um, all the books and all the movies. And then I'm going to click on the filters and hit relationships, where it will show me the top ten most popular relationships by fanfic authors okay. from the Hunger Games as a universe. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are going to guess. I'm going to give you the number of fan fictions. And you guys are going to guess which um, ships are the most popular. Okay. We okay. played this earlier, so this is you guys. Okay. Playing. Yeah. Right. Rowan, and, Rowan already knows the answers. Yes. Okay. So um, there's slashes and ands okay. on the site. A slash means it's a romantic or sexual relationship. Oh. An and means it's platonic or familial. Okay. So I'll tell you if it's a slash or an and. There's like, for example, Keely... Slash Feely from the, <laughs> from Hobbit. the Hobbit. They are brothers, brothers. Okay. and oh, I see, I see. very popular ship in the very Hobbit fandom. Ship. Apparently, yeah. Okay. Go listen to our Hobbit episode. <laughs> uh, so the first, the most popular one has six thousand six hundred thirty-nine fan fictions. Is it a slash? Or? Yeah, it's a slash. Okay. Mm. There, there are a couple that are absurdly obvious. Yeah, well, most is of it them perhaps are, Lucy it, and Snow. <laughs> this is the whole Hunger Games, not just Katniss, Songbirds and Katniss Snakes. Katniss and Peeta. Yes, and Katniss and Peeta is the top one. Oh, okay. Um, also, this is the number of fan fictions that have the ship contained in it. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the ship, but it's just so like, it could be one that's like Katniss and Peeta, and then there are other couples that are also listed. That counts in the number. Got it. Number two, a uh, slightly unexpected. This Ooh. is a canon couple like that exists in. The universe. Okay. It's got a huge drop off from the top one. One thousand five hundred fifty-one oh. fan fictions. A slash. Yes. There are not too many canon couples in the on the list. On, uh, well, in the in the store in the movie in general. Right? I think movies. And there's only one other on this list that are ever actually romantically linked. Is it Finnick, Finnick and, and Lady? 
And lady. And lady. And Annie. 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 It is. Yeah. It's oh, Finnick and Annie. Nice. Which nice fan fiction authors love highly traumatic stories oh, yeah. that also right. are given enough of a basis in the real story but don't have that much lore behind them. Sure. So, like, I'm sure people love making things up about Finnick oh, and Annie. Oh, fully. Okay, the like, third one... they braid each other's hair in the morning. <laughs> well, also because, like, their, their relationship, it was there, but it wasn't very, like... There's so much room exactly. for people to create their own exactly. stories. Yeah. So, like, of course they're gonna, like, create... Like, and they're really scene. interesting. Yeah. Um, and they're both attractive. That always helps. That works. So the third one, this one is never canon. In my mind, it is canon. This is a very... This is maybe my favorite of the ones on this list. Um, okay. But it's not actually in the books. It is a slash, and it's 1,410. <sighs> is it based on the fact that Rowan likes his? Is it the Anus Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> it is not. That's not on the list. The Anus Brothers. There's actually only one on the list, probably because it's so recent, and the others have had years and years to that's be written that's about. That's what they should have There's only the one Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. <laughs> pairing okay. on this list. The rest okay. are from the originals. Okay. I want to... So this is a is kind of like a random sort of... Is this like oh. Gale and Katniss or something? No, but that is on the list. Is that is it, on we'll the We'll get there. We'll is get to that one. This Gale is more popular. Gale and Pita? That is not. That, <laughs> people do not write about that one nearly enough. Right? Um, That's what I was thinking. One of, the, one of the characters in here popped up on one of your lists. Ooh. Okay. On your list? fuckable list. Your fuckable list. Oh, 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 oh! Um, Hamish and Effie. Yes. Yeah. Hamish oh, and uh, Effie is the third most popular one to write course, fanfic about. Of course. Which that's one where it's like they're definitely not canon. Oh, but like but in my oh, mind, they're fucking. They're so cute. Together. They're. I love yeah, them. Yeah. No, I think they are canon. Okay. Well, we're good at this. This one, you've already guessed this one. It's 641, fourth most popular. Peta and Katniss. <laughs> no, that's no, the, that the first one. one. Um, oh, Gail and Katniss, I bet. Yes, it's Gail and Katniss. <laughs> this fifth one <laughs> is crazy. Love it. Oh, okay. I'm so excited. I don't... One of the characters in this is from the books. And not and does not appear yeah, in the books. Yeah, so I don't know if oh. you guys are going to oh, get I'm not gonna this know. one. Well, it's Tell it 467. It's Gail and Madge, who is a book <laughs> character who gives Katniss the Mockingjay pen. Oh. oh. Not a prominent book Earlier character. this afternoon, Davis thought that Madge was Mags, the older tribute from <laughs> okay. District And I was 3. like, why are there hundreds of fan fictions about these two? <laughs> who, who never interact. Who never interact. I was so <laughs> freaked out. Actually, I would have thought the exact same thing. Who so. did Madge and who? Madge and Gail. So Gail and like a girl who's canonically in District yeah. 12. I saw something. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. Oh, I saw I noticed it. you never asked Athena that question. <laughs> She's been coughing all episode. Alright, moving on. Crazy. There was some lore about um, Madge actually being Lucy Gray and like it, it being Oh, Madge. Oh, Mags? Or no, Ma- the, the girl who gave the... the oh, Gracie oh. Say. In the movies, it's someone different. Madge oh. is a 17-year-old in the books. Oh, so it's She's like her. the mayor's <laughs> daughter. In the movies, Greasy Say, who works at like the market or something. Yeah. Greasy Say? That's a <laughs> That's okay. That's a Gravity Falls ass name. <laughs> That's a Star Wars ass name. <laughs> um, it sounds like someone that like Luke would buy power converters from. Hey, Greasy, say what's up? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but no, people being like, oh, that she <laughs> was, lady. she was actually Lucy. It's like, I don't think so. Actually, in <laughs> fact, maybe a bit of a stretch. Um, next, three hundred twenty-seven about these two. 
they are both only in the first Hunger Games, and neither are main characters. I don't. Neither I don't know if you guys are gonna get this one. And <laughs> it's were they, it, and were they slash. were they tributes? Yes. yes. Slash. Rue. No. No. Child. Child. Rue and Rue. Who are you gonna Roo. pair Rue with? Rue and the wolves. The fucking. <laughs> the mutts. Like, um, Kato. That's one of them. And Clove. Clove. Yeah, Kato and Clove. Nice. Let's Hell look yeah. at us. Teamwork. I love Clove. Okay, three hundred nineteen. Our first girl on girl. Wait, Let's go. did I get this one? I told you this one. Oh. You didn't guess it. Um, is Johanna one of them? Mm-hmm. Johanna? Johanna. Johanna. Oh, is it Johanna? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joanna and Johanna. <laughs> Joanna yeah. and Katniss? That's my, that's yep. my vote. Oh, look at us. Nice. Joanna and Katniss. Oh, yeah. Johanna and Joanna. Um, and then 297. This one is... I mean, I don't know how to give a hint that isn't just a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> is, it, is it an existing couple? Yeah. Okay. Wait, hesitantly. Do, do I know this one? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, Wait, an existing couple. Yeah. There aren't that many of those. There aren't. Um, they are at some point a couple. Okay. They oh. don't necessarily end up together. Is it Gail and Katniss? No. Oh, that was earlier on the list. Right? Oh. There's not really any options for this other than the right answer. Okay, wait. Let, let, us, let us try. Let us try. <laughs> um... Vamping, vamping, vamping. You guys what? are not thinking in the right section of the Hunger Games right now. Oh, what do you mean? Um, Wait, the first movie? It's not the first movie. Oh. Think Ballad of the Anus Brothers. <laughs> oh, Ballad of the Anus Brothers. Um, Peter and Gale? No, Ballad of the Anus It's got to be the newest one. Oh, oh. So there's one option. Okay, give me a second. I oh, Lucy and... Yes. No. Oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's it's it was, Lucy Gray I, and Coriolanus. I was thinking way too hard about like really really background characters. No, no, no. Like who that sounds like that sounds like some sort of infection. Coriolanus. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one. Sedge anus also kind of sounds like the last one is an and. So it's two people who are purely platonic. Okay. And exploring their relationship. So mm. not Peta and Gale. No, it's got 199, and I think it is a, I would say, probably the most foundational non-romantic relationship to the Hunger Games series. Prim and Katniss? Yes. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So that's the, the only and. Well, oh, they're, uh, higher on the list is Peta and Katniss, but I skipped over that one because we'd already done Peta slash yeah, Katniss. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, the fan fiction game. They're all pretty. Killed it. They're pretty regular. I mean, yes. I think we did well. Yeah, yeah. you guys definitely yeah, you did guys well. Killed it. The Hobbit ones were so much they were weirder. Unhinged. <laughs> they were. It was kind of bonkers, actually. Yeah, bonkers. Yeah. Um, and also, there's so much more Hobbit fan fiction than there is Hunger Games fan fiction. Really? <laughs> yes. Which I that's concerning. I don't know. It's I mean, good. maybe if we went on Wattpad, there it would be different. Oh, Just, see, I'm a Wattpad girly. I'm Ao3 for mm-hmm. sure. What I was Wattpad in like middle school, and now I can't anymore. <laughs> I was deep in that BTS fanfic. Mm. Yeah. Behind the scenes? Yes. <laughs> um, I do have a question for you guys. What is your ranking of the Hunger Games movies? Especially oh, with the We were just with the newer talking one. about oh, but with the new yeah, one. Yeah, with Valid. With, with Valid, oh. for me, what well, you guys think? For me? Wait, no, we should reveal at the end. Oh, all right. I don't want to color their okay. opinions. Okay. Because I think we both have Ballad in the same spot. Yes, we do. 
Okay. Which I should add it to my ranking, I'm realizing. Well, all right. For me, I love Catching Fire. Mm -hmm. I just, I really, that one's just so good. So I think it's Catching Fire, then the original. (sighs) (laughs) Then... Oh, see, I, anytime I did my ranking, I didn't have the new one in, in mind, so now I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't right. know where to put it. Yeah. Um, but then I'm going to th- say part two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part one, and then this one, nice. the new one. Nice. But it's not like it's the worst, it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 sort, it's sort of by default, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 What about you, Reagan? Unfortunately, I disagree. <gasps> Whoa! My my house divided against itself. <laughs> crumbling, falling, exploding. Um, the original Hunger Games, mm-hmm. beautiful, somber, love it. Slightly blue, like Twilight. <laughs> love it. Starts with literal just screaming. A lot of shaky cam. Um, and then Catching Fire, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, um, Part Two, Part One. Interesting. Awesome. Mine okay. is pretty different from yours. Mine is right. Catching Fire. This one changes, but I think right now I just have more, I'm just like more, more high on this one. Catching Fire, Mockingjay 1, Hunger Games, Mockingjay 2, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is not the popular take. Yeah. Um, An interesting one, to say the least. Yes. Um, Mine is uh, first, sorry, Catching Fire, first Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, and then Ballad at the bottom. Uh, just Which, again, sort a of. A lot of people were like, "This is the best Hunger Games no movie way. since no way. Catching Fire." No. no way. And then I watched it, and I was like, "I think this is actually the worst Hunger Games movie for me personally." But I really love all the Hunger Games right. movies. So it's, this, it's, like, it's isn't me bad. saying it's a this is bad? It's just that it's not easy to top the movie. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They continuously are like just outdoing themselves. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the source material for this one is harder to adapt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this one is a lot more... Like, it. I think the story kind of requires, like, the literary form. Totally. More than... Yes. Yeah. The, the original trilogy translates pretty well into movies. Yeah. Um, anyway... I did have another question for you guys. Yes. Um, what is your read on Lucy Gray's fate at the end? Oh yeah. So I know in, in the book it's it, like it's even more ambiguous than it is in the movie. Yeah. And um, in, in, in the movie it's like it's ambiguous but not as much, so I'm curious. I must say, before we begin the, the great debate, <laughs> Athena and I went home after the movie and we're just like screaming at each other. This was and then there were sides too, like at, like Jack was on my side and Maddie was on I think Athena's side. Yeah. And we were just like screaming like it didn't make any sense and they were like, It made perfect sense. So it's um it's a it's a debateful subject, if you will. Yeah. I think because he was like in the forest, obviously screaming like Lucy Gray Lucy Gray, if I did something, we could talk about it. <laughs> um, but then he was like, <laughs> so, you know, not really uh, very talkative, I guess. But I think because we also see in, well, this is also just like things that I've seen on TikTok. So, you know, my, my view is maybe not as, anyways, whatever. Um, I would like to think that she like goes up north or she she leaves i think um and 
not that she like I don't think she dies I just think she kind of just lives outside of the districts and I like does her own thing and for however long mm -hmm. yeah. and yeah I think it's also like in the original movies where you see like Katniss go out hunting and like the fence is like broken and whatever mm -hmm. I think that has something to do with no, possibly how like, like he always wanted her or like had the option for her to like come back but she never did mm -hmm. um i don't know that's my thought process on that mm -hmm. all right mine is a sort of <laughs> <laughs> all mine. right shut the fuck up here's my <laughs> idea and this is how i feel Mine is more so like a critique on just the ending as a whole. I thought it was so confusing, so I did not read the book portion of the of the last part of, of course. the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I was just so confused. I understand a little bit, being that it's from Snow's perspective, I mm -hmm. think that maybe makes sense as to why there are kind of like holes into what is going on exactly. You know, he shot her and she's down and then she's gone and it's just like, it's really weird. Um, where was I going? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, but there was a lot of interesting internal dialogue that I saw from Snow of basically when they're walking into the woods, he's like, fuck, I'm going to be like away from society and like I really enjoy being a competitive person and kind of like mm -hmm. working within this sort of like capitalist hierarchy. He, he really digs on that. Um, so I think it makes more sense that everything kind of goes wrong. But in the movie, it was just like, boom, everything's wrong. Like, he says, he says that one weird line of, I killed myself, and then all of a sudden, bad blood. <laughs> well, I think it's, that's the, that's when Lucy Gray's mind kind of clicked, where she was like, okay, something's wrong. And, like, the fact that she had seen him shoot the girl in 12, mm -hmm. just, like, point blank and not really, like, think about it, I think that was, like, the first kind of, like strike in her mind that was the beige flag <laughs> yeah that was exactly that was just kind of like the first little like thing that popped up in her head and right. then when she um obviously like when sejanus dies and then mm -hmm. he's kind of all weird about it and then you know him just being very like we need to hide the guns and just you know very kind of sporadic i think that's where she was kind of like putting these pieces together and then that final piece clicked into place when he was like oh, I killed the old version of me. Like, yeah. she was like, all right, you're fucking weird. I could I not think go. of a more obvious lie. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you'd have to be fucking stupid to, yeah. to yeah. not see through that, and fucking stupid she is not. Exactly. So I think that's, it wasn't just like an all of a sudden, boom, then she's out of there. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, this is the final try. I really need He's He's turning into somebody I don't know anymore yeah for me i kind of read it as she was getting out no matter what mm -hmm. like that is she wanted to get out somehow mm -hmm. and with him felt like the smartest way to do it at the time yeah mm -hmm. but then as soon as it was clear that he wasn't as loyal and obsessed with her as she thought mm -hmm. and was I mean it was clear he was considering when he was talking about loose ends and stuff like that mm -hmm. it was clear that there was a consideration of her as a loose end and she yes. and it was a safety thing and she was just like well like you might kill me Don't yeah I'm, gun right now. I'm getting Here's out the door. Like, <laughs> I going with him doesn't seem as safe as it once did and so I'm just leaving yeah. and then I thought 
I don't know. To me, it felt pretty clear that he shot her and she got away. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I thought as well. Because like he he would have found her body mm-hmm. yeah. if he'd killed her. Mm-hmm. Like there, she was too close. Yeah, and it was like he knew where the scream came. Like I, I don't know. So to me, he shot her. Uh, she escaped anyway, though, and mm-hmm. left the Panem. Yeah, left the districts. Totally. Was that was just my read on it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say that that is the only correct read. Right. I mean, it's it's an interpretive thing. But that's how that's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that. So I like this ending. I think that it's pretty well done and is a good encapsulation of who he's become. Mm-hmm. Because in in like in the beginning, he's maybe like he's like sort of the dorkiest we see him. Yeah. And yeah. he's like he's trying to. And maintain that that poise and, and that composure. Image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When his family is struggling and like you know struggling to even find food, mm-hmm. um, and at the end he is turned into this 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 brute that is willing to do anything to move up in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the beginning, that was his mindset, but he didn't fully embody it until the end of the movie. And I think Lucy Gray um, escaping uh, is that final reminder to him that he can't do everything like he can't um he can't control control everything everything. exactly and so that is i think what made him resolve and say i will control everything i'm going to find out how to control everything Mm -hmm. and then he becomes president and he can control everything so i feel like lucy gray escaping was the final straw to transform him into the person that we see him in in the hunger games yeah yeah that's that's my read i like that reading (laughs) thank you um, anyway. I like that reading. How long have we been going? Hour 16 minutes. Okay, so a while. Uh, this has been our discussion on The Hunger Games, uh, The Ballad of the Anus Brothers. <laughs> um, anyone have any final thoughts about the movie? Yeah, anything that needs to be added? Yeah. Oh, I did really like, um, The Hanging Tree. Mm-hmm. We see The Hanging Tree in action in this yeah. movie. Wow. Yeah. Hanging folks and stuff. And I loved every second of it. And it was awesome. And man, man, it was cool. It was cool. But it's it's her talking to Snow, and it's it's mm-hmm. not really, I think, obviously we couldn't know that through the other movies, but, you know, she's literally waiting behind the tree for Snow. So, right. I don't know, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do, that's one of the other, like, little bits of retconning that I like. Like, it, it doesn't need to have a direct connection to a character we know, but I... I don't hate that it does. Like, like I think that it works within the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not an offensive addition or anything. It also just... The whole hanging tree scenes in in the set... Blah, blah, in the Ballad of Songbird. Um, the Ballad of the Andes Brothers. The Ballad of the Andes... <laughs> Sorry. Pardon me. Exactly. Um, it just... I think it's in Mockingjay Part 2... No, it's in 1 where the districts start to what's the scene where they go to the dam Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and just like them singing the song as they turn off power to the capital and like knowing that like that song was like lucy gray's Mm -hmm. and then like it just directly kind of fucks snow over like oh i really that 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 is great that connection i really really enjoyed It, it, that, it, it's like, it's like her her final revenge yeah, against him. Yeah, yeah. To like that scene specifically, because mm-hmm. um, I just think it's a powerful scene regardless. But mm-hmm. to have like the song be in the background, oh, it was just it was really nice. I think there's a cool thing about the messaging of this movie because I love that 
The Hunger Games, it's all about this person who there's nothing special that causes her to be the chosen one. It's she just, just her yeah. circumstances and her her characteristics that inspire this revolution that she kind of has to participate in for the greater good, but like, you know, it's at the expense of her and people she love. Mm-hmm. And kind of this, like, duty to the greater good for her. I like that Lucy Gray, there's none of that. Yeah. There's none of this I have to save everyone thing that Katniss has to deal with. But you can still see the power and influence of one single person breaking Mm -hmm. free from an oppressive system Mm -hmm. in, like, these songs that she's left behind. Mm -hmm. Even though people don't even talk about her as a victor, really. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty fascinating Mm -hmm. how... There's, there's, the movie makes no attempt to condemn her for getting off on her own mm-hmm. and doing nothing to help the people left behind. And instead, it, it shows that, like, even if the best you can do is save yourself in an environment like this, there's still power in that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's still a victor. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Uh, thank you both for joining us oh, for this yes. episode. Thank you. Thanks for of having course. us. Yeah, we'd love so to have you guys fun. on again sometime. Absolutely. Soon. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Thank you all out there for listening as well. Um, if you haven't checked out Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes in theaters, sorry, Ballad of the Anus Brothers in theaters, <laughs> um, I think you should. I think it's like it's it's worth watching. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Totally. Totally. On, yeah. On that. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not like a huge Hunger Games fan, like it's a good addition to gonna, the world it's and also the just lore like a, and everything. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's definitely good, yeah. and it's it's fun to be tapped into the, like the public discourse. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, th- and if you're not gonna watch the guys. movie, uh, at least take a look at the Josh Hutcherson whistle edit. Please, <laughs> he's not in the movie, by the way. No, yeah, not no. at all. But <laughs> I guess with the Hunger Games being back on the brain. Yeah. Um, before we close out tonight, uh, I know I have promoted my website, thelenientcritic.com, on this show before, um, but I'm moving on. I'm making a new website. I'm sort of graduating to a new... I've been thinking about this for a while, and, and, and I'm sort of moving on to the next phase of this sort of writing. Uh, Davis is joining me on uh, a new website called Knock on Wood uh, that you can find at knockonwoodfilm.com. Um as of now, there's only one uh, article up, but there will be more soon, and it's going to look nicer, and I have more writers coming on, so I'm very excited about that. It's going to be collaborative, it's going to be fun, it's going to be in-depth, um, so you all should check that out, and uh, stay tuned and keep posted on that. Um, put your email into the subscribe bar, perhaps. That helps me. That makes me feel happy that people want to read my stuff. Um, so thank you all out there for listening. We will be back next week. Whoops, dropped my ring. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of Runtime Babe. Love you. Bye.